On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, a lot of gaming conversation and how this could potentially be the bridge between people outside the space, entering the space, finding things that they just genuinely enjoy, and participate more in the Web3 NFT and crypto ecosystem. There was also some discussion on Mongrel's $1.6 million NFT sale for the Golden Dookie Dash Key, the only one-of-one asset in the Yuga Labs ecosystem, and a lot of other alphas sprinkled in there on a variety of different chains. If you want to tune into the episodes live Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io, giving us all the analytics, helping us navigate the Solana market and for developers, completely free developer tools to help you build whatever the hell you need. But let's get into the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? We are back for another episode of Web3 Made Easy, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, rocking every single day that we possibly can for the rest of our lives. So thank you all for tuning in and getting into the action with us as we discuss the market, discuss what's cooking. We had a massive sale, exactly one ETH ahead of what 9Gag CEO offered for the infamous key, selling for 1,000 Ethereum or 1.6 million United States dollars and uh, causing ripples all across the ecosystem. On the Solana side of things, the network's back up. Volume is steady. We got some projects actually getting some legs, some movement across the board, and a lot of hype mints on the horizon so i'm ecstatic about it seems like we may get some legs again and see some volume start to cook looks like the tensor volume farming for the upcoming token is rampant right now with tensor now flipping haiti swap amm in total volume in the last 24 hours and it seems like that's not going to slow down anytime soon so there is some key catalyst kicking off and we're excited for it we also had a female smb deriv Take off two of them, actually. That seems like people are degening into for God knows why. Because uh, clearly, I think the, uh, the consensus there is that they're inevitably going to zero. But who cares? Certainly some volume. That's what we're talking about. On the ETH side of things, we got a, a few key projects getting legs here. We had Jack Butcher on a stream with ThreadGuy today discussing the projects and the artistic aspect of it all. We also got the matchboxes gaining some crazy volume across the board and driving some further conversation about books. And we're not talking book games. But let's get right into the action. I'm curious to hear some thoughts, some sentiment around the ecosystem, what people are looking at, some moves that have been made. And if you're new here, please request to speak. We love new voices, love new takes, love additional opinions on anything and everything that we're diving into. Shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io, giving us the analytics and developer tools entirely for free across the Solana ecosystem. And right now we're looking at about 65,000 Solana volume on the Magic Eater Marketplace. And as we take a larger look at it all, 123K on the day across Coral Cube, Tensor, HadeSwap, Elixir, etc. Coral Cube and Magic Eden's AMM sitting at about 20K, Magic Eden at 65, Tensor at 17.5. Haiti swap at 15 and Magic Eden's now under 50% of market share with Tensor at 15 and Haiti swap at 12 and a half. There's certainly some battles going on across marketplaces on every chain and there's nothing wrong with that. We love to see some competition leading to innovation and it'll be interesting to see where the month of February shapes up on total volume. We're sitting about 3 million and 78,000. October was at 3.3 million. So if we can get 300k tomorrow, That'll be uh, an electric finish to the month. And right now, if we do, eh, 
It's going to be close. We manage the same amount of volume. We'll be looking at like 3.2 mil. So we're going to need a, a nice little ramp on Solana to break out above October of last year, which was going into the FTX crash and surely volume circulated shortly thereafter. But as we start to take a look at the trending collections on Solana, Klanosaur is up to 33, up about seven soul from last week. Utes at 125, D-God's back to 508, ABC back above 60 at 61, Elixir Oval's looking to break 15 once again, OK Bears down to 40, Blocksmith's at 55 and a half, Transdimensional Foxes at 15, Lily at 6.7, SMB's at 205, Famous Fox Federation at 50. We also got Clanosaurs Croissants, the Paris claim that they had at 44. Pop, a gambling collection, currently sitting at 11.65. And Jelly Game Rooms with seven sales in the last six hours and a floor of 100 soul. As we pivot over to the open seas, Mutant Apes at 15, just a smidge over it at 15.05. Doodles at 5.45. Pudgy Penguins have flipped Doodles once again, 5.5 floor there. Moonbirds at 6.35. Board Ape Kennel Club at 7.4. Captains up 1.15 ETH. From last week's lows, just under four, currently at a 5.17 ETH floor. Opepins at 0.76, checks at 2.1, and Doodles Genesis boxes in the trending collections on the open seas, currently at a 0.19 ETH floor. Board Apes have officially broken 70, currently sitting at 68.7 on open sea. Other needs at 1.83, and Azuki just a hair under 15 at 14.95. But let's get into the action. We had some monumental volume sales on the key itself. And uh, I'm curious what people are getting excited for. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how we living? I told you he lowballed it, man. Dude, are you in the shower? No. Nah, I'm not. I'm just chilling. I'm on my couch, my computer desk. Those are two very different things, your couch and your computer desk. And why is there water running in the background? Nah, I'm getting a drink real quick. You sound like you're echoing off of the shower walls. Nah, can we break down? I just want to break down the market, man. I got this key sale. That shit was crazy, man. Dude. Frisk, what's going on? I don't think I'm going to be much better, better than Jesus Bunny. Christ. I'm in a loud place right now, too. Can you yeah, hear me or no? Yeah, I can. This is... God damn it, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. We're, it's, it's one of those days. Uh, I'm currently literally running through the six with my woes. Uh, all right, fine. No one has to laugh. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're at right now, but I didn't want to miss the show. Dude, today's been, uh, today's been crazy. Bullrun is back on, baby. Let's go. Oh, my God. One and a half million dollar sale. That's absolutely nuts. Shout out to Klanos for bringing back the bull market on Seoul. We fucking love y'all. Uh, that croissant activation has me actually interested because I was like, I don't think it'll go as crazy as sardines, and it absolutely did. So shout out to them. That's insane. Um, I'm super, super keen on all the projects coming up between Solana and ETH right now. Uh, and I'm just curious. I, I really want to know what's going to happen when we get that kind of influx of liquidity kind of pouring in from those mints. But I do, I, we, we, we talked on the show this morning about like the proper ratio for like projects wanting to raise and whatever. I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be cool. I'm also going to pull a PO right now and, uh, sorry to be super interaction for me and cringe, but I got a question for the audience. Uh, for those of you Solana natives, you have three projects you want to hold for the next 365 days what are they tap that button in the bottom right corner and, and type them out y'all know what to do i'm so sorry i had to do hey, it too. i'm down it's that'll be your loan contribution as you run through the six with your what 
What's the supply? What's the supply like minimum on that? Uh, it's got to oh, be like, greater like, than like, one. Yes. Right, over a thousand. Over a thousand pieces. That's what I'll say. Three collections. You got to hold for the next year. Man, what are you buying? What are you holding? Over a thousand for the next year. On Solana. On yeah, Solana. I'm going Clanosaurs, Liberty Square Squirrel Syndicate. In the third collection, probably a famous fox. I'm going to throw it out there. That's my bet. I'm very curious to hear what it is. Those are solid picks. Yeah, you know. Those are solid well, picks. We had Liberty and Clanosaurs, and then the third one I picked Gecko. So, mm. like, squirrels and the dinosaurs, baby. It's tough to fade either of them. And, dude, honestly, like, I don't know what it is, but I woke up today and something about Solana made me feel good. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm excited. We have Mad Lads coming up. I'm excited because Magic Eden has now gone all in on gaming, it looks like. And in that same breath, Polygon also shifted from Polygon Labs to Polygon Gaming on their branding. So those things have me extremely interested because it seems like the collectible space is shifting massively towards the gaming space, which I'm okay with. Uh, we did a bunch of like breakdowns of other chains yesterday on stream and talked about Beacon on Arbitrum. Talked a lot about Polygon games, but there's a lot of opportunity from things on Soul 2 that I think are going to start to play into the same mechanics that some of the things we've seen on Polygon, which has me excited. I mean, easy. Like, can we just take in, and I don't know if this is true or not, apparently fucking Rec Dogs, like just Rec Dogs, did more volume than all of Aptos yesterday. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro, but like, is that really that crazy? Obviously, I... I, I mean, okay, I know the bar is the bar's low, like the bar is really fucking low, but also it's Polygon, the one that, like, <laughs> we've been shitting on this for months, and it's it's doing, like, like you can't fit it, dude. I know you were making some plays on Rec Dogs. That was that was an easy, like, what, 5, 6, 7x? I haven't gotten that on Solana in a minute. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I bought in at 30 Matic and sold one, I believe, at 120. So a 4X on that, I still hold another one. There's another supply drop coming from them, so I think they're still working out kinks on, like, proper supplies and volume. The, the trading over there is much slower. But dude, Frisk, we've become Sunflower Land Maxis. And we got Kicks up here who has Cyber Stadium dropping soon. So I'm ecstatic about that. And I think people are going to take some of these same mechanics and realize that they're easily replicable on Solana, which has me excited. Like, the Heist is a game, I've talked about it a ton, and that's an idle game from Remnants that has me extremely excited because I think they're going to take a lot of the things that they didn't do with Remnants and the experience that they learned and do a lot of similar things. Like, I think a lot of people have been playing down the ability to do microtransactions and interactions on Soul. And yeah, it sucks that the network goes down, but I don't give a shit. We're used to hearing that, you know? So I'm still excited for a lot of key things. We still have Toonies coming up. We still have Wolf Capital coming up. We have Mad Lads coming up. Bodago's coming up. There's a lot of upcoming mints in probably the next 60 days that has me eagerly waiting here for that and there's still a lot of sideline liquidity that's ready to play and you see it at times it pops out in spurts we saw some volume surges with clanosaurs over the last 48 hours so clearly there's interest it's just a matter of picking spots but manny what's going on dude i mean on the soul side lily looks like it's going to 10 with fucking haste dude so i'm pretty interested in probably waiting for it to dip down a little bit, accumulate like 6-2-ish, maybe pick up like 5 or 6. That's looking pretty interesting. Arbitrum airdrop, also interesting. Outside of that, nothing really too crazy on the east side for me. Um, outside of that Lily play, I think you just like 
accumulated a pretty decent amount because the floor is super thin to 10. Mm. Actually, I had one more thing. On the tensor volume, because they do a pass-through through Magic Eden, how do they individually parse that out? Like, can you subtract the tensor volume from Magic Eden and then say that, like, that's the true value of the Magic Eden volume? I think TXO separates it based on location because there's still some identifier there that determines where that asset was purchased, regardless if it's an aggregator or not. Shrimp, what do you got? Well, you're talking about all these, you know, hype mints that you're excited for and stuff. But, you know, I feel like we're neglecting Sandbar a little bit, you know. I'm bullish on that, too. That's coming out. I'm very excited for Sandbar. Looks like it's going to be a relatively lower supply that has me very interested. I think it's 2,500. I love that. Yeah, it's the low supply, dude. I, I don't see why that won't do well, in my opinion, for the supply size. Yeah, and as long as the mint price isn't anything crazy. Even at 2,500, though, I feel like they could ask more because you still have... Limited supply, which causes like inherent fall. I think if they keep it around, like you know, even if even if they kept at the same price, like Wolf Capital, three, four, soul, something around there, I think it'll do just fine. Oh, I completely agree. I don't think there's going to be any any issue with that. To be honest, it's feeling alive, man. I don't know. In the darkest days, we're getting we're getting some light, you know. So that's what's got me excited at the moment. I'm very eager to see what actually starts cooking here and. As things tend to be quiet, usually all it takes is one catalyst to get people extremely excited about things. Hey, bro, what's going on? Did I hear a little bit alpha there, bro? Did you just say Badagos in 60 oh, days? Hey, bro. Buddy, if you could relay whatever he says to me through your shower, that'd be great. Oh. He basically said, uh, is Bodagos coming soon? Soon enough, but not soon enough. Good shit takes time. See, Kix understands. Kix, Cyber Stadium, man. I need more games. I need more things to play. When do we get the first look at gameplay? Yeah, well, it's all it's one hundred percent on chain, so it's more like a, like a Wolf game than like you know Big Time or those other games that we played. Um, really, with this with this drop, we're trying to kind of like lay out some of the foundations of concepts we think are really cool, like closed loop and then, and then build on top of that and, and build much more like complex games that, you know, have layers of strategy to them. But we also thought with this one too, it's, it's, you know, if you, if you think about Wolf game, it was so fun because, you know, it was easy. One of the reasons it was super easy to play, right? Like literally your decision-making was like steak unstake. You know what I mean? Um, but people ate it up and it was a new model. And that's what we're trying to do with, you know, the, the closed loop model is see what happens when, um, when like basically a hundred percent of the primary and a hundred percent of the secondary goes into the prize pool. Um, I think it has the potential to like, you know, lead the way to some really sustainable models out there. Um, and, and things that could just like potentially like last, like, you know, forever on chain. We were, we were talking about some concepts at our retreat last week, which were, pretty exciting but yeah uh we're gonna mint in probably a week and then the game should go live like march 15th so um should be fun a lot of good things on the horizon and i cannot wait sweeper i gotta ask you three collections on soul that you had to hold for 365 days what are you holding and why is it not okay bears no it's liberty square okay bears and i might buy a d god that doesn't count that's Very ETH. No D-Gods. No Utes. Not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, 
if I have to do outside of that Liberty Square, okay, Bears. And I might get a Gecko or I could do Bear Markers. It's a tie. All right, we'll let that one slide, I guess. So we got to talk about it. Mongrel sold the key for $1.6 million. I'm very curious to hear some sentiment on it. Bunny says he paper-handed it. I think it's a good thing for a wider audience reach, to be honest. Like, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense from, like, I don't know if it's, you want to call it gaming, but, like, there's going to be inherent interest from gamers in the space on how a Fortnite pro just made more than they've made from playing Fortnite for years in, like, three weeks. We also had the Lick the Toad event, I believe, ending on Wednesday. I, I think it's March 1st. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. That's something that, like, has my interest peaked. I do hold a sewer pass. I'm not going to place in the top 2,500, so I, I know I'm not getting a companion. You got people paying, like, three ETH to get ranked there and delegating the pass. It is what it is. Whatever. Welcome. But that and shit, Bunny got a, a four total score. So, like, tough competition here. But that's something that I'm, like, very curious to hear people's thoughts on. Like, do we think that we could see an influx of gamers start to be interested comparatively? And I'm still waiting for Mongrel, who got the 1,000 ETH, to buy a board eight. Like, Bunny, Bunny bet a million dollars that he was going to. I'm very disappointed that this guy didn't pay it back, man. He paid royalties. <laughs> if he didn't pay royalties, I would have lost my mind. If I sold that, I was not paying royalties. He bought it off secondary. No, nah, me neither. <laughs> nah, me neither. <laughs> hey, bro, what's going on? Can you hear I me can. now? <laughs> that's funny, buddy. Um, yeah, man, that that sale's pretty crazy. Um, the dude that bought it seems uh, pretty legit. I mean, came out of the woodwork with a freaking thousand ETH offer. I mean, that's insane. I was wondering what was going to happen if uh, Nine Gag got it for Meme Land because I'm a big Potatoes and Captains holder. But uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. I think this is very bullish for both nfts and nft gaming um but not in this like traditional pfp way i think it really is the prelude to what kix is working on and ultimately you're going to see a lot more traction coming from that direction um which is just a change in gaming in general right like gaming's been around it's been the same for you know damn near 20 years mostly tied to a console now you're going to start to see assets travel with gamers from game to game you're going to see introduction of web3 and blockchain and wallets right i think that 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 alone is a disruption mechanism so i think i think this is kind of the forefront to the next chapter in gaming and i think it collides with nfts in a pretty crazy way it's it's it's, it's no, i definitely agree on that i think that we've seen interest in wolf game and the sustainability of that it's something that's not fully like per se a video game it's more like an idle game that just has strategy involved. And I think the level of being able to pick what you do and then let it kind of work before actually going crazy and having to sit there and play. I found it fascinating. Like the average time somebody plays Call of Duty is 103 minutes per session. The average time somebody plays something like Candy Crush is 36 minutes. So when you think of like simple, I think there's a much wider audience, especially considering Candy Crush has quite literally gone up in daily active users every single year for the last seven years, which is to this day, crazy. And like Grandma Gertrude over here is playing Candy Crush. So you have a whole separate audience than just like the 16 to 18 year olds that are like heavily playing first person shooters. I do think there'll be an audience for it. But when I think NFT gaming, looking at stuff like what Pirate Nation's done, what Sunflower Land's done, what some of these other slower paced games where every asset's an NFT and it creates this trade economy is a lot more interesting to me than like a fully on-chain shooter game where just the gun skins and cosmetics are. I think there's a market for it, 
But I think there's a much larger market for people who are busy that just want a five minute break to like not think. And that's what, that's kind of like where I think there's more upside potential for the greater ecosystem. Even like Dookie Dash, the average game was under five minutes. So like that alone is really interesting to me. Ray, what do you got? Yeah, so this Mongol guy doesn't own a board eight. No, he bought like 15 uh, tier four passes. So he's just a gamer, showed up, bought the sewer passes, racked it up, took the milli and left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. yeah. Not exactly. No, yeah, yeah, he did. Sad. Yeah, he, he won the sewer pass, so, I mean. Well, he, he won the key. Yeah, he won the key. I mean, it's what I meant. And so what is so you think he floored his sewer passes too? He has like most of them listed, but he's got a ton of like top He's got a I mean bunch of the good ones. Would, yeah, he's got like a would, bunch of top fifty. Would you consider one point six million the floor though? Yeah, yeah. It's got a pico top, right? Well think about it. Like there's no comparative asset to it, so technically it is the floor. I think he paper handed it. We've shut seen up. A, we, No, we've seen a mega mutant serum go for we've seen three of them go over what 600 ETH or something like that and like the USD it's not even close those are one of eight this is literally the only one of one yeah, uh, I think he could have got more but wasn't that when ETH was a lot higher I mean when you think about it in the ETH value not the dollar value but the ETH value it's almost double with a mutant but no then the highest no the highest uh, mega mutant was by Taylor uh the co-founder of Ethereum Foundation that was 1500 that was 1500 yeah that's yeah. right that's right that's right deep what do you got for us I mean it's an Hey, easy. How's it going? Wait, just a second. I'm taking a bite. Okay, okay. Yeah, Enjoy. dude, I heard the word paper hand and I just had to like request and and uh, show up because, dude, I paper handed a DeFi ape at point 0.1 and sitting at point 0.7. We uh, are yeah, allowed to see it. But no, speaking of gaming, I didn't think uh, Mongrel paper handed it, dude. I think this is the literal top of the, the market. Crypto market and NFT market. I think we are crashing now. That's all we needed for everyone to feel like, hey, now we are getting mainstream adoption from gamers. But in fact, we are never getting there, dude. At least not anytime soon because the markets are going to go down. And then everyone's going to start feeling sad. Hey, why are the markets down? And that's when, you know, things start getting better and gamers start paying more attention. I think, like you said, you know, simple games are the way to go about it. Like, more people, I'm pretty sure, were interested in playing, playing Farmville than any of these, you know, high-resolution games. You know what I mean? Because it's easier to understand, like, Farmville and play it, you know, ease of access at the end of the day. So I think, you know, games like Subway Surfers or Candy Crush, you know, when you got simple sort of dynamics, uh, like, dude, my, my best friend's father literally spends entire night playing Candy Crush. He's... He he crossed like over 100 and 130 levels on that shit, dude. So if we want people like him, you got to have like really simple games. And uh, I think uh, we are going to see more and more games, you know, like from, from our industry sort of do that. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't think that's that's a paper hand, dude. I think he got the bag and he deserves it. So let's fucking go. I like the thesis on it. I like the, the data points you brought that your friend's dad plays Candy Crush every night. I think that's the most bullish case. Kicks, what's going on? I just thought it was interesting who bought it. The guy that bought it is like a, holds a board ape and is worth like $1.5 billion, runs like a recycling company or something. Um, 
I just think that other half of the story is like just as cool. Cause like this guy literally, he's like a multi-billionaire runs a recycling company, got into NFTs and just dropped a fat stack on this, uh, on this one out of one. So I think that part of the story is just as cool. What, what, you hit the nail. Kick, that, that was crazy because like, you don't just have a thousand ETH chilling in your wallet, right? Like just to even get that money in the market is hard, right? Like who are you going to call? Right? Like, so it's like, you gotta be some sort of whale in some degree, right? Like, see, I think you hit the nail on the head. When I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, who is this guy? Like, this is crazy." No, I think so. I think it's absolutely wild. Frisk, what's going on? Yeah, case kind of front ran what I was going to say, but I, I I couldn't agree more. Like, we're all talking about whether it was a paper hand or whether it was a good sale, and I I, I personally think Mongo probably could have gotten an extra like fifty to hundred ETH out of it, but I would have done the same oh, thing a if thousand I was him. ETH. I know, I know, I know. I don't blame them, especially at this point in the market. See, everyone's talking, but th that's the thing. Everyone's talking about selling it for a thousand ETH. No one's talking about whether it was a good buy at a thousand ETH. Like, no, it's like, great. no. It's you think great. it's a great? I think yeah, I actually great. agree with Bunny. I think it's. I don't. I don't think it's free. Free is Bunny. Free is free. Is a, did, you, did you just say free it was is a, free? Is a free? Turn. It was free. <laughs> I, hate, I hate board ape holders, man. I hate them so much. Oh my days. Okay, let's put let's put this in perspective a little bit. Here right? we go. Like, okay. This motherfucker's literally a billionaire. Google him. He's actually a billionaire, bro. Like, it's fine. He didn't like overextend himself. He didn't like take out a fucking loan. He didn't remortgage his house. Like he's he's okay. He's a Yuga Maxi. Uh, Bunny, he if he keeps doing these things, he probably has to leverage all his fucking assets because he's going to go broke if he's going to spend million dollars on a fucking NFT key, dude. Let's be honest. It's the NFT key, though. It's not an NFT key because there's only one. Like, there's only one of them. It's the key. Buddy, we don't even know what it is yet. This is entirely it's speculation. It's the key to the box. Oh, sorry. No, I'm convinced now. We don't even know what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, go back to running around fucking Toronto, kid. All right. I'm just, come on, someone had to laugh not, at that. Not a single laughing emoji. More crying emojis than laughing. Jay, what's going on? Oh, no, thanks, Easy, for calling on me. Yeah, I was going to um, piggyback on what you were saying about the uh, gaming space and really looking at some of those kind of like easy to learn, easy to figure out games. I mean, I think I would like to say that a lot of those games kind of already exist. Um, there are a bunch already in Web3. There are a bunch that already have alphas on mobile apps. So I would encourage everyone just to like go to your search bar, type in Web3 mobile games. You will find a ton that kind of fit that narrative. They just need players. So they need, if we want to champion the space and we really think gaming <clears throat> is going to be like the next wave of NFTs, the next kind of cycle of innovation, they need players. So I would encourage you to go play those games. Um, last thing, Kix isn't doing his project enough justice. Um, I'm in a lot of gaming circles. A lot of people are excited about it. He's really pushing uh, the on-chain narrative forward with the closed loop game. If anybody doesn't know what that means, I mean the game can last forever. So it's really pushing forward the space. Sorry, I'm out of breath. I just went running. Um, but yeah, but it really pushing the space forward. He's really not doing enough justice. So really, really check it out. It's going to be an awesome project. I'm really excited to see what he does. And I would encourage everybody to really check out some mobile games out there that fit those kind of loops that you're looking for. No, I think you're spot on. What is interesting to me, though, is something like Step In, which had a fully in-game marketplace on the App Store, had to have the marketplace removed per Apple. So we're still not fully in this like adoption cycle just yet. I think eventually it'll get there. And once that does, it opens up a lot more opportunity because then you can make it far more seamless. You can use Apple Pay, et cetera. Just kind of like figuring out where that piece goes. Um, Ian, what's going on?
Yeah, I mean, to that point, though, I think that was because they were doing on-chain without giving an Apple cut. You know, if they had built it with a normal Apple 30%, they probably could have actually kept it going. Um, that the, Apple did clarify that this year, that, you know, they do support you having NFT transactions, but you just got to give them their cut. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really more, you know, just as an interesting point, I think that there's a, there's a difference of, like, simple games and the Candy Crushes of the world, all these games that have been world beaters, the Subway Surfers, you know, what have you. I think those are like kind of massive failures if it's a Web3 personally. I think what's more interesting is uh, games that have economies that would make sense. Like, it, it's kind of silly to think, oh, your your candy is on the chain. It's just like, that doesn't mean anything. Your power-ups are on the chain. You know, that's stupid. But like a, a Farmville that used to, in the old days, you know, require you to kind of spam your friends in order to get the right amount of seeds for your farm. All that's actually pretty interesting in an open marketplace that could be, you know, actually done on chain and, and have an open ecosystem. Uh, so I think that's sort of the difference. It's like, it can be a simple game, but it needs to have a robust economy as opposed to like simple casual games that everybody thinks about on mobile. Like, I don't want them to bring Angry Birds to Web3. I don't want them to bring Subway Servers to Web3. That doesn't make Ian, have you played Sunflower Land, out of curiosity? I've been watching you guys. I mean, that's sort of the right-ish idea, right? The the Stardew Valley kind of thing. Um, and that's and, why I asked. No, I haven't played it, it but is, yeah. It's fully on-chain assets. Like, I found, I spent five bucks myself, and Madikin was like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Just because I wanted to get to the next phase quicker. So I was just like... This is it's literally what you do. And like it ended up sending me on this rabbit hole of looking at a bunch of other things that are happening in that ecosystem. And you have games I've never even heard of. Like there's this game called Planet Nine on Polygon that is a strategy-based like space planet game. They did $650,000 of transactions last month and they have over 100,000 monthly active users. So there's there's definitely people participating. And I think what's interesting is like, it's a totally different group of people than many of which that we interact with daily. And I think that overlap is going to slowly get smaller. Like, I think you're going to start to see more people from this collectible space start to realize that there's opportunities and start to find games that they actually enjoy. And I think that is like where we start to see a bigger win because then you start talking about it with other people and talking about it exactly like me getting frisked to play this game. And now both of us are heavily addicted to it. So I think you're right. Like it's, the Angry Birds are not what's going to take off, but it's like the other games, the things that people. Yeah, the other side, the other side. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that how you met, man? Dude, what? You said other. I I tried to finish your sentence. I thought I thought you were going to say other. Other. No, side. no, no. If we're talking about things that'll promptly speed run to zero, then we can talk about other side. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, yeah, well, just completely derailed the entire conversation. Thanks for your input. Glad you're out of the shower. Uh, Thiz, what's going on? Hey, two things that kind of connect what you guys are talking about with games and just NFT in general. And you said something, you said microtransactions, and then you said, but they sort of have a negative tone right now. Why do you think that is? Microtransactions? Yeah, I mean, people talk about it like it's a negative thing. I, I don't say anything negative about it. I think projects should look more into it, to be honest. I think that there's a massive untapped opportunity for them if you can find a fun way to incentivize them, especially with the totally royalties going to zero. And I totally, 100%. And I, uh, the, the person who just spoke before about, you know, no, we don't want Candy Crush into Web3, but we, we can take the microtransaction strategy and apply it to so many different things, not just games, but NFTs in general and so on and so forth. So 
I promote all people to start digging more into microtransactions as a revenue stream because it's the right way to go. Second thing I'll say is these these hyperglyphs, and I'm shilling here because I have six. I got one of the four. I got one of the four grails. Oh my fuck! What'd you pay God. for it? Got it for twenty one. Twenty one. And there's only four of them in the whole collection, and it's, the, the collection's already like flooring at like fourteen and fifteen. Um, and there's like twenty two or twenty three left. And if you put this backdrop against what Code Canvas is about to do, I'm telling you, hyperglyphs are just going to be an asset that's just going to be chain. a good thing. It's on chain, baby. So anyway, but uh, but uh, aside from hyperglyphs, also and it came up in last week's show is this Code Canvas project. They're doing a very similar thing. They're just going to take. The re- I think the reason gen art is going to catch kind of a, a thread with a lot of people is it integrates technology and software development with art. And Web3 is so laden with tech people, programmers, developers, or, and so on and so forth. I think that's why it was so popular on ETH or is and why it's going to be even more as popular on Solano is it's not just like one-on-one drawings. It's not um, things of that nature. It integrates software development and art into one sort of product um so hyperglyphs are gonna fucking moon that's all i'm gonna say well no bag bias there that's for sure ray what's going on yo i was gonna feel bad about shilling myself and then bunny came out of nowhere with like that hard ass reach on other side so it did make me feel a little better about this Look, your boy got kicked off a form function for causing a mess, but guess what? I just got on Exchange Art. Art's fucking loaded on there. Everything's live. Big fucking day for me. Let's go, Ray. My bad, Let's go. Yeah, Bunny, fuck you. Shut the fuck up. Let's go, Ray. I'm hyped for you. If you haven't, go check out Ray's art on Exchange Art. That's the place to be. Hey, bro, what's going on? We're going to hit you. Link's in the bio. Going to be violent. That's what it's about. Oh, yeah. Day one. For uh, shit, y'all know we ain't going nowhere, so shit's just gonna get better and better. Oh, look, small little alpha thing. I'm not gonna tell like too many people. You might get a scum edition Ooh. if you get an open edition at the end of it. All right, okay. throw some little some little gambling in there. Okay, that's what we like to hear. Hey, bro, what's going on? Then we're gonna hit Jay to wrap up. Yeah, man, I just wanna you know say something because someone mentioned like uh farmville and whatnot i actually worked on farmville back in the zenga days and this was something that would come up a lot they were very this is obviously before zenga imploded but um you know they, they were very ahead of the curve on how do we how do we create this economy at scale where people can take their assets to other platforms because they were so tied with facebook and ultimately, their biggest concern was at the time, Facebook wasn't what it is today. So they were concerned that something might happen with Facebook. And so they, 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 were, they were strongly considering all options on how to even migrate or allow people to take things, you know, what we would call, you know, on chain someplace else, but it just wasn't available back then. So, you know, I, I and that what that's like 15 years ago. So, I mean, when you think about it, right, there's no doubt that gaming companies are, are focused on this and it's, it's a topic in all of their development war rooms. I think there's a political issue that they know they can't necessarily talk about it or say that there's development happening 
in specific kind of R&D labs at those facilities, like the big, you know, the big name game companies. Um, but I have no doubt that they're working on it. They're you know, in in talks with multiple, you know, chains and whether it's Polygon or whoever. But like at the end of the day, there's there's definitely some shit brewing. And I think this is kind of the precursor to everything that's about to come. So just kind of wrapping up because I know we kind of moved on from there. But, no, but uh, I do think uh, you're spot on, to be honest. That. Jay, what's going on? Then we're going to hit you in real quick. Um, some Polygon Alpha. There's a mint this week called uh, Planet Mojo. It's a free mint on Polygon. It's a big gaming project, auto chess battler. Some Alpha on Polygon gaming mints. Just buy it immediately. Most people list them for undervalued prices. Just buy it. Wait a couple of days, it'll go up. Same thing happened with Boomland. Same thing happened with Shadowpoint. When whitelist. Shut up. Shut up right now. Shut up. Behave. Ian, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. I just wanted to uh, ask Abro there uh, when he was at Zynga. I was there in 2014. I probably just missed you there, buddy. So just to, just saying hey. Wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I was at, right, right about that 2014, 2015. I did a lot of the game sprites in my early design days. So, uh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this work reunion we got here. Look at this. little work reunion. Nice, nice. Anybody need any gates or cows? I've got tons of them. All sorts of different shit that was never published. <laughs> hey, bro. We may have to talk, my friend. We'll see. We'll see what we can cook up. But hey, that's going to do it for today's episode. I appreciate you tuning in. We're going to be back again at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And if you got some free time, me and the rabbit over here are going to be live about 6.15. Talking the key, talking some other stuff on the YouTubes. I'll share the link per usual, but I appreciate you all rocking with us as always. We'll be back again bright and early. Have a great night. Shout out all the speakers. Shout out all the listeners per usual. We'll catch you next time.